0: this is the digital agency insiders podcast inside you'll learn how to build grow and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop let's get started with the show
1: hey everybody and welcome again to another episode of digital agency insiders podcast this is the podcast that gives you a little inside look into how entrepreneurs built and grew their digital marketing agencies. My name is Tabitha Thomas. I'm your host. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage you to go hit that subscribe button. Because every single Tuesday, we release a new episode with a new interview with a different uh, agency owner. So today I have with me Alex Miner. Alex is the Chief Creative Officer at IAM Media. And it's Alex's job to make sure that video is used as a force for good. And the evil hordes of mediocrity are kept far far away from the hearts and minds of innocent business owners and their customers. So he's more than your friendly neighborhood videographer. Alex is a detective collaborator and an advocate for his clients, helping them clearly and concisely communicate their core values while providing targeted video assets and digital campaigns to increase awareness and sales. Alex, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: I can definitely tell you're in the creative field because that intro there was uh, very creative and I absolutely love it. So
0: (laughs) yeah, I hate writing about myself. So when I do, I I like have to do something extra.
1: (laughs) No, I love it. I love I'm like, most of them are like very, you know, not mundane, but you know, very straightforward. And that was very creative. So I liked it a lot. so the first question that i usually you know start off the gate with was you know how did you get to where you are today so you're a videographer how did that path to becoming a videographer look for you
0: well actually it started in the realm of audio so back in back in high school i was a musician i was rapping i was making beats you know uh and i went to school for that i went to hampton university first as a music engineering major then i went to full sail um which maybe some of your uh, listeners might be familiar with. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's, it's a university now, but it used to be called Full sale Real World Education. It's basically a media school down in Orlando, Florida, which is where I live now. And they have all sorts of different programs down there, recording arts, which is what I took, but they've also got film, uh, game design, entertainment, law, just all sorts of stuff. If you're like, creative technical type of person they've probably got a major that's for you
1: believe it or not my brother wanted to go to school there and we're from a teeny tiny little town of like 300 people so everybody's like full set what <laughs> uh,
0: that, that's kind of the reaction my parents had when, when, I, when i wanted to go there um and and i ended up going to hampton just because they were like look if if you want to do if you want to do this thing this this little full sale thing after you graduate that's cool but you're gonna go get a four year degree first and that didn't end up happening like I left Hampton after two and a, two and a half years because um, I wasn't learning what I really wanted to learn um, yeah I was very passionate about audio and and you know making music and even though I was learning a lot about music there, I wasn't learning a lot about the technical side of things. And that's really what I wanted to learn. It was like I figured I could learn the musical stuff on my own. Um although I I did learn a lot of valuable lessons there, I won't front. Like I, I didn't know much about, you know, chord structure or classic uh I'm I'm even forgetting the terms right now. That's long I've out of school uh the you know how to write music from a classical yeah. standpoint I, I didn't have a lot of that foundation even though I played music in high school um so I don't I, I don't regret it from that standpoint but I really really wanted to hone in on those technical skills and that's why I wanted to go to full Sail. but let's fast forward really quick because I have a tendency to drone on and on um years later I worked in television news for a while doing audio um and then I got into corporate events and that's where I got hip to to video, like not as a concept, but as a career path. Yeah. Um, because if you're familiar with corporate events at all, going to large conferences and stuff, um, you see these guys in black like running around or in the back of the room, hunkered down, trying to make sure no one pays attention to them. I've been one of those guys for, for a long time. Um, and at first I was trying to be an audio guy, but on most of those shows, there's like two positions that mm-hmm. actually are there the whole time. Uh, But on the video side of things, you look around backstage and you might have four, five, six people backstage. Plus, you might have one, two, three, four, five camera guys out front, depending on the size of the the show. And I can count. And I was like, okay, there seems to be much more money over here. Um, At least more opportunity. (laughs) I was like, how do I do that? And eventually you got somebody to talk to me and tell me what to do. And and I started getting training and stuff. And the first thing I did was camera. Um, Cause eventually if you tell enough people that you know how to run a camera, somebody will believe you. And eventually somebody did and I didn't know what I was doing, but I was smart enough to kind of assemble the thing and point it in the right direction. And, and that was the start of my video career. Um, and you know, fast forward more, after years of specializing in video for live events finally bought some of my own equipment and that's where i fell in love with the process of creating video um and along that route where i was doing uh you know short films independent films mini documentaries and things like that getting my feet wet and you know just kind of getting my chops down somewhere along the line the concept of business for a video for business came across my desk or my browser window and it just kinda clicked and I'm like, that that could be interesting. Wait, people pay for this? <laughs> yeah. P- people pay how much for this?
1: Uh-huh. And
0: and uh and you know, doc and it's a lot of it's similar to documentary work. And that's kind of the way I was leaning anyway, and you know, exploring short films and things like that. I really like, you know, finding out people's real stories and telling those stories. And so there was a lot of similarities there. So I was like, well. I know the independent film route is really, really tough. And not that doing video for business is easy, but it's much more likely that the people that I'll be dealing with actually have money to pay me with. So. Mm-hmm you know, I like money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have it to survive. I mean, it's just a it's something you got to have. So, so are you one of the owners of IAM Media? Or are you just there as a chief creative officer right now? I
0: am. The, I am the owner. It is. I mean, realistically, it's a one man shop. I have people right. that I bring in on different projects. But um, for the most part, I'm a solopreneur. I, I tend to deal with small and medium sized businesses. Um, I'm not really interested in working with bigger corporations at this point where there's, you know, tons of red tape. Like I want to be able to work with the owners yeah. or with you, or, you know, be in a position where working with whoever's in charge of the marketing is not, there. there's not a bunch of layers and a bunch of hoops that need to be, to be jumped through. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I want to be able to move quickly, make swift decisions and to be able to come with them with ideas where they can either quickly, gay it or nay it or say, yeah, we got the budget for that. We don't got the budget for that. Or, or or let's try this from a different angle instead of having to, you know, do an elaborate dance to get anything done.
1: Yeah, I like it. So, so tell me about the agency. Is it just video work or do you guys do other things? Is that just like the key focus right now?
0: Um, the key focus is producing video content. Uh, and, and that usually ends up on people's social media channels, okay. um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very big on LinkedIn right now. Um, I I like YouTube a lot and I want to get more business owners to invest time in YouTube. But YouTube is really, really a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. And so some people aren't comfortable with that. They want to see results now, even though like, if you use it right, you can see dividends quickly but I mean video period is a long-term strategy I tell everybody yeah. that um too many folks look at it as like a cash machine where they're like okay well if I spend this much on this video how much am I going to get back and, uh, and it's like hold hold on bro it don't work like that yeah um but so so part of my so part of my job is educating people on what the realities are regarding video like what it can do for you but also like you know, how to be realistic in your expectations, because, you know, people, people just want to make it a transaction instead of it being a, a process and an investment. Yeah. Uh, and you've just got to be willing to take that initial hit. Because if I'm going to do more than a one-off project with somebody, and we're trying to see real results, it's probably going to take two to three months to mm-hmm. To see significant significant change like we might be lucky and get you some attention right off the bat depending on how we're implementing the video that we're using but most likely you're gonna I mean month minimum to see yeah. results.
1: so tell me about it was tell me about the is there a certain niche that you're going after as far as the types of businesses that you work with or is it pretty broad right now
0: um, I'm open to I'm open to a lot of opportunities, but I do. I one of my favorite clients right now is a doctor that I'm working with, um, okay. based in Longwood, Florida, and he's got a a wonderful, wonderful practice called uh, Nostalgia Family Medicine. I mean, he is probably the sweetest dude you would ever meet he looks like an old-timey country doctor he's from North Carolina he's got that southern twang I love it. I mean the bow tie and the suspenders the whole bit but it's not it's not an act that's the thing it's not an act it's just him yeah and 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 that's why I love working with him because he's so genuine and so and just so warm and caring and his patients get that yeah but but you know one of his problems was that first of off was just explaining his practice because he does something which is called um, direct primary care which a lot of people aren't familiar with so he doesn't take insurance okay he, his his services like, subscription-based, you know, the whole world's going Mm -hmm. that way. Everybody wants a subscription-based service. Mm -hmm. Um, But because he's doing that, it allows him to make the price point really, really affordable. Mm -hmm. And he was having trouble communicating that quickly and and not having people understand that that was the prime, that was the main thing he was doing at his practice because he's also, um, you know, he's a forward thinking doctor. He's also, uh, he also helps people get their medical marijuana cards, um, because that's a thing now in Florida. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, And so, you know, he's smart. He's not trying to cut himself off from money. He's like, this yeah. actually helps people. And if I do it, it's another stream of income for my business. And so he was getting a lot of that. He was getting a lot of that business. And he's like, this business is fine, but I'm, I'm not helping people the way I really want to help people. Um, And mostly it's because people don't understand. Yeah. And so we made him a video that really told the story of him and his practice and And how he could help people, and what direct primary care was and how it worked and um he opened a practice last year early last year, probably around March or April and when I started by the end of the last year, he was up to about a hundred patients on the direct primary care side, you know all all off of word of mouth and referrals and you know meeting people through the chamber and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff traditional traditional yeah. word of mouth marketing um and so we did his video probably around November, and we started putting it to work as a Facebook campaign in January. And so now he's up to 200 patients.
1: Awesome. So how did you did he find you, or did you find him as your as your i because the way you talk about him is almost like he's your ideal client. Like if you could have every client be him, it'd be fantastic.
0: I mean, if every client was like him, it would be pretty great. He kind of lets <laughs> me do what I want. Um, and, 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 and part of the reason is because he, he realizes that he needs marketing. Mm -hmm. He knows video is powerful, but he doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you know, I'm running his Facebook campaigns as well, but, and with that, he was like, yeah, the guy we had running our ads before, he was okay, but like he wouldn't update things when we needed him updated. He and he was always asking us what to do. It's like we don't know what to do. That's what we're hiring you for. And I'm oh. and so it's like I. That's what I tell people is like I'm supposed to do the heavy lifting. Uh huh. To come in and I'm supposed to tell you how we get this done, or we're supposed to collaborate together to to come to the right. You know directions come up with a solution that feels like the right fit for you yeah um but a lot of video and and this is the big difference between myself which i tend to call myself a video marketing strategist and a regular videographer is that i'm not looking for you to hand me instructions
1: yeah
0: i'm looking to come in and do what my client does be a doctor, provide a diagnosis, see what's going on, find out what the problems are, and then prescribe a solution that's going to work for you and your business and your brand and your values.
1: Got it. Yeah. So did he come to you or did you go to him first when he you were... got
0: introduced by a mutual friend? Okay. Um, a guy named Kevin Elliott, who at the time was working with an organization, uh, uh, kind of like a. Uh, uh, like one of these business network barter organizations. Yeah, I, I met him through my BNI group, this um, okay. network international for anybody yep. who doesn't know. And he knew, he knew the doctor through his barter network. And he was like, you guys should talk. And so we did. And, you know,
1: the rest is history. Just- I love it, so when you first came in and talked to this doctor, I'm sure you did like a like you said a diagnosis, like what do you have that's going on? what's working, what's not working, and where do you want it to be type thing. So how did that first meeting go with that doctor?
0: It was good. uh we had a good vibe from the start um, like i said you you meet this guy and you instantly like him, yeah it's just real friendly, open personality, and it it was just great, and you know it was just coming. He, he knew he wanted the video. He knew he eventually wanted to start running Facebook ads because he, he was already running Facebook ads for the marijuana side of the business, the medical mm-hmm. marijuana cards, and that was working. He was getting people in from that, but he's like, I don't know how to market the direct primary care mm-hmm. part of this. Like, like medical marijuana is kind of easy. If people want it, they're going to come get it. But yeah. this, like, I don't know how to, you know, explain it so that people get it. Yeah. And and so with the video that we made, we just we made sure to just lay it out for them. But it wasn't just about the features of it. It was about him, you know, because the thing that the people like if you look him up on um, on his Facebook reviews or his Google reviews, it's nothing but five star ratings. Like people love this guy. And, And so that's the difference. And that's really what makes video so powerful is when you've got a business. There's always another business out there that is like yours. Mm -hmm. And the differentiator is you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So video is the easiest, the fastest, the most thorough way for you to communicate what makes you different, but not by just telling people what makes you different by showing them what makes you different. And, and not just through words, not just through telling the story, but I also make sure to capture you in action. And And, and, and like the thing I like to tell people is like, I'm not here to make anything up. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make sure that the camera is on when you're doing and showing the best parts of you. Mm-hmm. And I just put that together in a form that is going to bring the people who need you to you.
1: So when you were first uh talking with him, you talked earlier about a video marketing strategy. So when you came in and talked to him the first time, what did that what did that pitch look like? What was it that you were, you know, we talked about Facebook ads and videos and things like that, but what did that actual pitch look like as far as what you were going to provide to him and what he's gonna get as the outcome?
0: Um, that's the thing. I feel like I don't really pitch. Okay. I, like I I just come in and I ask a lot of questions, you know, I'm not really, I don't like selling. I don't, yeah. I, I'm not here to convince you that you need something.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well,
1: true mark of a good salesman right there.
0: <laughs> cause what I want to do is I want to find out cause, and, and the thing is like, Every business could probably benefit from video, but it mm-hmm. might not be the right time. It might not be you know you might not be at the point in your business where you can actually afford to make that investment and so like i I really don't want to be taking your money if it's if it's really a bad time mm-hmm. um, or or if i don't think that I can actually help so i'm going to ask questions and really try to figure out. If this is something that you can actually do, and if there's a way that not just by making the content, but a way that we can implement whatever it is that we create, that will actually start to move the needle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is really is just really getting them to be honest about where it is they want to end up. So with him, his thing was, I'm at 100 patients or I'm almost at 100 patients. I need 300 patients to be completely fine. To not mm-hmm. have to worry about money or expenses or you know whatever to know that my business is going to be s- sustainable 300 mm-hmm. patients i've done the numbers i've done the work i need 200 more patients and it's like all right i i can help you get some more patients i can't guarantee we're gonna get 200 in a month but yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll get the ball rolling and 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 i mean it was just with the Facebook campaign, like, I thought that was personally the best way to get that video, which told his story, which is such a great story, in front of the most people who were most likely to need his service mm-hmm. because because it's, it's direct primary care. So the type of people who, who are going to need that is going to be, like, moms, families, um, individuals who who might not be able to afford insurance. Mm-hmm. And so the targeting in the campaign was kind of like based on that. And I mean, I asked him, I was like, what was like, who are most of your, who are most of your clients? Like, what are you, what type of people are walking through that door? And mm-hmm. so he gave me a bunch of different types of people like my, I mean, but even like surprised like skateboarders and things like that. Like, and so like I based my targeting off of that. Yeah. You know that was part of what was in my targeting when when I was building his facebook ad um and I mean in the time that we've been running the ad, and he doesn't have a crazy ad spend he's spending five hundred bucks a month okay um and and that's another thing is like some people don't realize you don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to make a difference. He's spending five hundred a month on his facebook ad mm-hmm. um, we've we've had probably. 30, 40,000 views of the video. And I mean, I'm not, it's, he's a local doctor, so I'm not sp- splattering this thing all over the state of Florida. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very localized. It's, it's within a 20 30 mile radius of his practice that we're targeting. Um, but we've gotten results.
1: That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the actual video that you created for him. Cause talked about, you just want to feature him and show the real side of him. So you, he's, he's local to you, correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So you, I'm assuming minutes away from me. Okay. So you're probably going into his practice. So what is the actual yeah. video, um, you know, setting up, recording the video, do you have a strategy going in or there's a list of questions that you're asking him? What did, what did the actual video look like for you to create
0: um, that for him? Well, the video itself, uh, I mean, I won't get into a shot by shot thing, but it, it, it basically opens up with him. Like, and that's the thing, when, when you talk to people and, and you really get to know them, uh, and that's the thing, I have to get to know somebody before we even go in and do the interview. Like, I, I kind of have a pre-interview, a deep dive, as people like to say, uh, where I go in and I basically, I just, I'm just digging. I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm digging for all the info so that when I go in, I already know the answers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be no surprises on the day of, um, unless you just say something really cool, which he did. And that's how we <laughs> opened the video. Um, like, he, he opens the video by saying, uh, A lot of people talk about saving money in healthcare. I actually do it every day. Mm. And, I was, and when he said that, I was just like, Yep. Thank you. <laughs> like like moments like that i can't make those happen like they No and if happen.
1: you had scripted that he would have sounded like a robot
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah and, and so that's why most of my most of those types of videos like i don't script them it's interview yeah. based because and i mean that, that was a golden moment and and actually that's what the ad says on facebook mm-hmm. like like i te- i did some ab testing like i wrote out this I I think it was beautiful. Long copy, you know, like detailing, extolling the virtues of the practice. And like, and my wife who also um, works in social media marketing, she works for a local hospital system. She was telling me like, bro, that's too long. I'm like, Uh what are you talking about? Like all the experts are saying like long copy is in right now. Every ad that shows up on my feed, it's long copy. She's like, She's like, but you're not the ordinary person. Yeah,
1: it's it's like, the wrong audience. Yeah.
0: yeah she's, she's like, she's like, it needs to be super short and to the point. I'm like, you're wrong. I'm going to do this long copy and it's going to work fantastic. And, then and I'm going
1: to do an AB test to prove you wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was right. <laughs>
1: That's usually the way it goes though, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I still think my copy was great, but <laughs> But in the split test, like just that one line, it works. Um, and and I, and I mean that's really what people care about is they they care about being able to save money on healthcare because healthcare in America is so dang expensive.
1: So very true. So very true. So it's a set down interview style style video. Are you are you going in and creating one video like recording one video? Or are you trying to get several in one day? What does that look like? And
0: um for him we were concentrating on the one video okay uh, and, and with a lot of new clients what i'll be like is like look let's try one video first. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if it works, if you're happy with it, if the working relationship is good, then we can talk about other stuff. Like I'm not trying to get you to commit yourself to a whole bunch of things. And the first experience is bad. And then you're mad that mm-hmm. you, that you still owe me more money. Like let's, let's keep it simple. Let's try the first thing. If it works well, then we'll, we'll figure out other stuff that we can do to help your business. Um, you know, unless there's, unless someone's dead set on needing multiple videos, like usually yeah. I like to start with one. Yeah. Um, and, and this type of video, is, you know, what me and a lot of my contemporaries like to call is the video business card. Um, it, and it's really about just capturing the essence of the person and, and their motivation so that by the end of that two to three minute video, you feel like you know them mm-hmm. and that somebody who's watching it has... of the information they need to say, I want to do business with this person, or they get all the info they need to say, I don't want to do business with this person. They, I don't like their vibe. I don't like what they're about. I'm going to keep it moving. And, Mm -hmm. and so that's going to help save my clients time and headache from having to weed through a ton of people who, who aren't their ideal client, who wouldn't benefit from their service, or who would be bad customers for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so. Well, and then doing the one video with the person is not only for their benefit, but it's for yours too, because sometimes you don't know how a client's going to be until you're in the project, you know, getting it yeah. done. Yeah, and, I mean,
0: uh, it's, it's, I'm pretty good at, at figuring out up front if somebody's going to be a good client or not um you know there there's a process like I don't take everybody who walks through the door um I, t- I have a you know a discovery process mm-hmm. a like you know I have them fill out a form on the website to try to you know get a little information beforehand we have that good old 15 30 45 minute discovery call yeah. you know depending on you know what their schedule is like and and so I get a I get a chance to to get a feel for them at, at every stage i'm asking questions because one it, it just makes me better prepared the more information i have and and it's going to help me figure out how to make them more comfortable with whatever it is that we're doing because um, i i have clients who are like the most personable outgoing people that you meet but the second you turn a camera on man people freeze up
1: oh yeah everyone does. <laughs> everyone does that so let's dig into that a little bit if you don't care how are you going out and finding clients for your agency what does that um what does that look like for you
0: um it's it's different now
1: (laughs) well yeah especially since this covid mess i mean that's because you talked about bni which i think is great and you talked about the chamber which is also great those are you know when i was in a young agency that's how we found clients but everything we can't do any of that now anymore
0: yeah i mean i mean i'm still doing some of that um and because you know zoom meetings are a thing b yeah. and i is is meeting via zoom mm-hmm. chambers are meeting via zoom um there are a lot of like new local networking opportunities popping up via Facebook groups and zoom and stuff like that and so I've been having so many so many zoom conversations and it's not a bad thing like I love it like yeah like I actually wish I had been having more of these beforehand and, and now yeah. when it's time to do networking or or talk to a client like I, I almost don't want to do anything else because it's so easy and so convenient yeah um, but I was pounding the pavement a lot like, going to networking events, meeting people, and that's fine, like, I, because I'm kind of a young agency, like, I'm not, I'm not out here, money falling from the sky, clients all over the world, like, at this point right now, I don't really want that,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, like, for my, my other career doing corporate events, I have to travel a lot, Mm
1: -hmm. Um, not
0: now, because all corporate events are dead,
1: (laughs) so it's a good thing you have this, this other agency that you're working on, yeah,
0: but, but, like, at the beginning of this year, um, that 's the busy time for corporate events. I was actually doing way more corporate events than agency work um up until all these shutdown orders started coming through the pipeline um, so over the last year year and a half it 's really been trying to get out in the community, meet people, establish a name for myself because I want to build local business like I expect it'll come to a point where i 'll be comfortable having clients in other parts of the country and traveling to do shoots and all that sort of stuff. But right now, I'm really trying to build that local business and and that local weight to my name. I want to be one of the go-to guys in Orlando. Um, so that's what I've been focusing on. Now, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, and, you know, I've had the odd client where You know, somebody from another city heard of me and wanted to work with me and we have to arrange for somebody, you know, a videographer there to go out and get the footage and things like that, that can happen. I have a network of guys all over the country where, you know, I can probably find somebody in some corner that... that either has their own video guys that I can use, or can help me find a video guy and and get them to go get the footage I need so that we can make a project happen. Yeah. Um, it's not really the way I like to do things. I'm I'm pretty hands on, and I'm and I'm pretty picky as far as um, like I consider myself a cinematographer, so so lighting is very important to me. But I'm also got that audio, audio engineering background, um, and all those things kind of give me an advantage when it comes to my final product mm-hmm. because. I can do a lot of the things single-handedly that or or with a very small crew that would take a much bigger crew and a much more expensive crew with with a with a larger agency. Um because I, I just know so many of these disciplines. So so that kind of gives my clients a leg up. They can get a really high quality product for not necessarily the most high price like I'm not cheap but you know I know other dudes who are much more expensive than I am but they also work for bigger agencies Uh you know
1: more overhead when you got things like that well you've got yeah having the two uh, areas of your expertise is definitely a benefit to all of your clients so you know a lot of our listeners and viewers are digital agency owners who do a variety of different things so if somebody is has a digital agency and they're thinking about adding video to their list of things that they're offering. Is there any advice that you would give somebody that, that is thinking about offering that?
0: I would tell most agency owners that are more of the traditional digital agency owners to outsource the video. Okay. Um, And here's why I'm personally the type of, my personal viewpoint is that, you should stay in your lane not that you should never expand but that you need to focus on the things that you're really really strong at mm-hmm. um so i think for some agencies and and this is just my personal opinion don't take anything that i say as you know the bible or nothing but i feel like a lot of these agencies who say that they do pay-per-click and seo and yada yada you know the laundry list of digital marketing teams that they do uh-huh. i feel like they only do a few of them really well gotcha um like they're really good at seo or they're really good at pay-per-click campaigns or they're really good at google ads you, you know and but they say that they do everything and websites and this and that and it's like bro you You can't, unless you've got a gigantic agency with a bunch of specialists, you can't possibly be good at
1: all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Or if you are actually good at all that stuff, you are going to burn yourself out so Mm -hmm. fast. Um, The reason that I focus on doing video is because I'm damn good at video. (laughs) And I don't necessarily want to do all that. I don't want to learn SEO. Like I want to know enough to be dangerous to know when I'm getting screwed over by somebody who's supposed to be good at SEO, but I don't want to do SEO. I don't want to do websites. And uh, like, I don't do graphic design. Like I know Photoshop. I know, I know all these different programs, but that's not what I'm really good at. I'm really good at making video and telling these stories and taking that from the, the, you know, the frame of reference of, what does a customer actually care about? Because that that's, and I just did a LinkedIn video on this the other day um, about why most marketing videos don't work. It's because you're not approaching it from the standpoint of the customer and what they actually care about. And so I think I've gotten pretty good at that about figuring out what things a customer will actually care about because a lot of editing and a lot of video is taking away. There's mm-hmm. tons of stuff that, my clients and people in general say on video that doesn't matter mm-hmm. and nobody cares about except them
1: them yeah but if
0: your video is selfish if your video is all about all about the things that you want to say and the things you want to hear it's never going to work it's got to be about what your customer wants to hear what your customer needs to hear about the things that they care about that's why my doctor's marketing video works is because everything that i put in there everything that i that, that I kept was the stuff that I knew the people that he was trying to serve wanted to hear because it was the issues that they care about. They care about price. They care, mm-hmm. about, they, they care about how often they're going to be able to see their doctor. They care about are they actually going to get to know their doctor? Is it going to be one of these doctor's offices like too many people suffer through these days where you feel like just a number and you're, mm-hmm. you see the doctor for 10 minutes out of the two hours you're there. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like, he doesn't do that. He spends an average of an hour with every patient. Wow. And, And so communicating that type of care was super duper important to telling his story. And you know, not just the fact that he's got low pricing and discounted medicines, like that's all good. But I had to show people that he actually cared about his patients and that he really wanted a relationship with them. And, and that's what people get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that you're so true there on, on telling the, not the client story, but what the customer needs to hear, not what they want to hear, but what they need to hear to make that decision. So I love that you give the suggestion to stay in your lane and, and focus on what you're good at and then hire people that are better at you than the other stuff. So if somebody, if there was an agency owner here that was looking at white labeling or hiring a contractor out to do video work, is there suggestions that you would give them on things to look for in a videographer?
0: Um. Somebody who knows lighting, because a lot of people get caught up in what kind of camera somebody's got.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but even the most expensive cameras on the planet look like crap if you don't if you don't light the scene right. Um, So somebody who knows lighting very well, and then somebody who's not going to forget about audio. Maybe they don't need to be an audio wizard, but -hmm. they need to be competent at audio because at least 50% of the video experience is the audio. And people will forgive forgive crappy video quality all day. But the second it sounds terrible, they're turning it off.
1: Hmm didn't realize that, but that's good to know. Good to know. So is there anything that you do um, special to keep clients coming back to you time and time again, besides just providing great video content? Uh, is there anything that is anything else that you do?
0: Um, I, I think another thing that kind of makes me a little bit different than other you know videographers is that we don't just, we or I say we, but it's really me. Um, <laughs> I no, I love it. Say it's we. Uh, is is that is that um, implementation is a big part
1: mm-hmm. of
0: what I'm trying to do with people because the one of the reasons people get dissatisfied with their video experience is that somebody will come out, will shoot a video for them, and hand it to them and walk away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really want to help people understand how best to actually use the video so that they get the result. So for him, it, there, there are things that you can do with, with the type of video that I made him that don't require any money. But I thought the way to get him the results, the fastest and the type of default results that he wanted was to put it in a Facebook campaign because mm-hmm. that's where his customers are. You know, the moms, the dads, the, you know, the, 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 You know 25 to 35 year old people who who don't have insurance for whatever reason um and i mean he gets some older folks too like he's got some you know medicare patients and things like that but but a large chunk is like young young people and families and stuff who you know maybe don't have all the money in the world Mm -hmm. um because his service is is really affordable um and dang it lost my train of thought (laughs)
1: Yeah, if I had a dollar for every time, I'd do the same thing. So Um, we were talking about what you do to get people to come back to you.
0: Implementation. That's where we were. So so it's really important to think about the implementation of the video because it's an asset. It's a tool. It's Mm -hmm. it's not just you have a great video. It's how are you using the great video to drive results? Um, How are you getting eyeballs on the video? And a lot of times, the best way to do that can be paid campaigns, whether that's Google a Google campaign or a Facebook campaign or Instagram or whatever. Um, but if people don't have the money for that, which is one form of implementation, then it's, okay, what are the strategies? Where are the places that you can place this so that you maximize the number of people who see it? Mm-hmm. So, And, and it could be very simple, simple things, but it's, it's all about making sure that you're actively trying to get eyeballs onto the video because if nobody sees it, it doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm. So very true. So right now with your business, uh, what is the biggest challenge that you have going on right now in the business besides COVID? I'm sure that's top of everyone's list.
0: (laughs) Um, being honest, lead generation. Yeah. Uh, because like I said before, a lot of my customer acquisition, client acquisition was hand to hand, face to face, Mm -hmm. um, referrals and things like that. And, but now it's like, I'm. I need. I'm having to start implementing some of these strategies that I do for other people for me. So I'm doing a lot more content for the business or for myself as a person. Like I'm on LinkedIn a whole lot, trying to make my presence known there because, um, you know, I'm trying to be more open to doing things digitally. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm. I've been posting more on Facebook and and like I, I had a conversation with a lawyer that might become a client uh, a, a week or two ago because she saw a post I did in a Facebook group. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, increase my digital presence, especially with the video, because that's yeah. what I do. And, and also, you know, just trying to think outside my box that I've created for other things It's like, what else do I do? Well, um, YouTube is one thing that I do. Well, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, that I've been growing the past couple of years as a hobby, but I've learned a lot about YouTube as a platform. So, so now I've started offering coaching on YouTube, because most businesses that I see doing YouTube do it terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that, thinking about getting a course done for business owners for YouTube, so that there's, you know, something out there that I have that can make money without me, yeah. uh, you know, just different strategies and th- and things like that, that I, I'm I'm just trying to think differently because uh, there's, there's money out there to make. You just got to figure out how to make it.
1: Oh, that's so true. So true. So I feel like you and I are a lot alike as far as lighting, liking to go to in-person meetings and meeting people and having conversations in person, face-to-face. So is everything moving digitally? Is it, are you finding it difficult to have the same type of meaningful conversations online as you did in person? Like How did, how did that transition go for you?
0: Uh, I mean, like I was saying earlier, I love doing these Zoom calls and, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, I I feel like I have great conversations. The 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 difficult part for me is just making sure that it moves past conversation. Mm. Like, I, I like talking to people so I can talk all day. But, you know, at some point you got to figure out, all right, are you actually interested in doing something? What kind of numbers? Like, and, and I'm not the greatest at that. Like, I'm, a, yeah. I'm an artist at heart you know, I'm creative. I like making the things and doing the things. Um, and I mean, just being real, I got to get better at business. Yeah. Uh, so so that's, that's kind of the difficult part for me is like stepping out of my artist box and into the businessman box to make sure that we keep these money coming in and these babies get fed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How many babies do we have at home?
0: Uh, two, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old.
1: Oh, bless (laughs) you. Love it. Love it. So the last question that I always like ending with, is there anything that you're currently reading or listening to that is helping you grow as a business owner? Uh, You know, there's tons
0: of stuff that I'm supposed to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I have lots of people be like, you know, I don't read anything because I need my brain to just not focus on work at the end of the day. So I watch this trash TV, whatever it may be. (laughs) So if that's the case, tell us what the what, what what you're listening to right now that helps you clear your mind. Uh,
0: well, I am catching up on my Hulu and my Netflix. Oh yeah, but oh, I hear one of the kids. Um, but but um, I like I do like I, I'm trying to get better at at reading some of these these books and stuff. I've uh-huh. I've got a I've got a list of stuff that I'm supposed to go through. And I also got some training courses that I need to finish. Um I'm I'm always trying to to expand my mind and, you know, learn new things that I can implement in the business. So, I do like I was saying, I do a lot of YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly on YouTube looking for something to learn. Um sometimes that leans to a little bit of overload in yep. the brain, but then I, you know, I go read one of my trash urban fantasy novels to kind of relax the brain.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but I'm, I'm constantly looking for something to learn from, uh, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not learning something, I feel like I'm not doing anything. So it's constantly trying to feed the brain from all different sources.
1: That's good. Okay. So let's end it. Where can people find your, your YouTube channel and more information about you?
0: Um, if you look for Alex Miner on YouTube, you'll find a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Alex Miner and I am media, E-Y-E-A-M-M-E-D-I-A, I Uh, I am media on Instagram, I am Alex Miner on Instagram, Uh, you know, I am media.com. So I'm out here. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, trying to be visible in this modern digital world.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've enjoyed uh, getting to know you a little bit.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It was, it was a pleasure.
1: All right, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.